Hello everyone, welcome to episode 3 of What in Ball Nation. Today I am joined by Kyle and Sean. Hello. How you guys doing? And before we hop into any news today, I am just going to put this out there that our co-racing host, Connor, has left us for the Marines. Thank you for your service, Connor. We will be without him for the next four to six months. I don't remember exactly when he said he'll be able to record again. He said August. So we will be missing him, and today will be our last racing segment until he is able to rejoin us in the future. With that being said, we are also missing Dale today, so he is the Boston of the podcast. <laughs> Much like how the Boston players are playing dirty tonight in hockey, but we'll get back to that a little later. <laughs> we are going to start off with some baseball news. The Dodgers starting pitcher Trevor Bauer, he's been in every single episode we've mentioned him so far. He received a warning from the MLB over a very small uniform violation. Now he did post this with social media. And he was wearing a belt that featured his own logo, not even like a random company that this, he decided to wear. No, it was like his own logo on his belt. And they said that if he brands himself like that in the future, he'll be getting multiple fines, and which I think is just ridiculous because the MLB has been talking for years about wanting to get players to brand themselves. And now that Bauer has started doing that, he's going to get fined. So a little hypocritical on my end. Braves right fielder Nick Markakis has decided to retire after 15 years. Now Markakis did have a very good career, very consistent career. Unfortunately, he did sit out a little bit last year over the COVID pandemic. So not a full career, like for the full last season for his career, but he did make his mark on the both the AL and NL East after 15 years. We had a very interesting at-bat in spring training with Mets infielder Luis Guillorme. Now, he had a 22-pitch walk against Jordan Hicks, and this is the first time Jordan Hicks has pitched in over two years. Now, and this is not the first time Guillorme has made headlines with spring training. Two years ago, actually, he had caught a bat that a player had released. He was sitting in the dugout and even on the field, and he just like caught it all nonchalantly and, and ended up throwing it back. So very interesting to see how Guillerme always performs, performs well in spring training and always makes headlines, but doesn't equate to his regular season performance. And then we had a former top prospect, Michael Franco for the Phillies. He has signed with the Orioles now at the very, I want to say beginning, but like mid-spring training. Now, my Mets and a couple other teams ran on him, but he decides to go to the Orioles for I think it was $2.5 million. The exact uh, contract details have not been released yet, but I have see I saw that number floating around somewhere. And then, you know, I, I mentioned with Nick Markakis that we're in the middle of a pandemic still, but the Texas Rangers have decided to allow 100% capacity for opening day. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if the Texas Rangers don't even have like 40% capacity. They don't exactly have a great fan base right now. So we will be very interesting to see if the Rangers actually get the amount of people they expect for opening day this upcoming season. We're going to hop into some football news. Now, for those of you who don't know, today has really began the NFL free agency period. Now, these deals won't be official until Wednesday, but we have had a bunch of different signings today most of which I'm going to read off here in a second. But Corey Davis has signed with the Jets. Let's go long... Jets. Let's go Jets. Okay. I went to a Jets game once. But, okay. Not a Jets fan. Wasn't that from when you were chaperoning? Or... Yeah, I was chaperoning it. I, got, I went for free. It's the only reason I went. That's fair. I mean, no one should pay to see that franchise. So. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> I borrowed a French jersey so I'd fit in. <laughs> But I'm just going to go ahead and read off all the signings from today. The Ravens. Yeah, that's one of them. That's a few of them, yeah. The Ravens have signed offensive guard Kevin Zeitler. Lions have re-signed Romeo Aquara. Buccaneers have re-signed Shaquille Barrett. Patriots signed John Smith. Patriots signed Matt Judon. Patriots signed Jalen Mills. Chiefs signed Joe Tooney. The Browns signed John Johnson III. Chargers signed Corey Lindsley. 49ers signed Samson Ibukam. Broncos re-signed Shelby Harris. Rams re-signed Leonard Floyd. Raiders signed Yannick Nagakwe. 
Patriots signed Nelson Aguilar. Buccaneers re-signed Rob Gronkowski. Broncos signed Ronald Darby. Patriots signed Kendrick Bourne. Titans signed Bud Dupree. Jets signed Carl Larson. Lawson. <laughs> Saints have re-signed James Winston. And the Bengals signed Trey Hendrickson. Now, we could break this down and give our opinions on every single free agency signing. We'd also be here for the next three and a half hours, so we're not going to do that. I think exactly. the moves that the Browns are making, this is their year. They have signed, I think, only one player, John yep, Johnson. That's all they need. If that's okay, I'm not sure if that's how that Bold works. Proclamation. I think they're still going to finish third in the division. Hey, living outside of Cleveland every year, everyone says that that's, this is going to be the year for the Browns. <laughs> that's what I've learned. Well, they've been wrong the past couple of years, so that's always Man, they've fun. They've had some good years. Yeah, now. They were good, but they weren't. They weren't too yeah. bad this past year. Yeah, but making the playoffs is a big year for them. That's true. That um, they went out and bought their own rings. <laughs> that they deserve it. I mean, those fans deserve it for sticking around that long, getting a ring, even if it's just the for dog pound, the playoffs. Man. The dog pound. That's right. The it's dog. Funny, when you when you drive around. Brown Stadium, all the like the parking lots are like so and so's dog pound parking lot, and everything's, <laughs> everything's labeled that way. It's it's a nice looking stadium though. I haven't been inside of it, but uh, I've, I've seen the outside plenty of times. It looks really nice, you know, right on Lake Erie there. Well, I mean, very, the dog pound hasn't been, they haven't been barking too much the past few years, but this is the <laughs> not right now. You heard it here first on What Ball Nation. The hockey guys predicting the the Browns are going to do good this year. <laughs> mm, that's why you're the hockey guy. <laughs> yep, that's fair. All right, so we're going to move on to legendary Saints quarterback Drew Brees has decided to call it a career. Now I'm going to pull up a few stats here in a second, but less than like 24 hours after retiring, he has already decided to join the NBC Broadcasting team so he's not completely done with football he's just done playing it i'm interested to see how he is going to do as a broadcaster in the upcoming year or so he should do pretty well well spoken guy i mean yeah i saw a few of his little like speeches and the huddles and that's always fun to watch and he was really getting into it and firing everyone up so be another Tony Romo on our hands, man. <laughs> Hopefully better than Tony Calling Romo. Calling out plays mid-game. All right, so here are some stats for Drew Brees' career. He has 80,358 passing yards, 571 touchdown passes, 13-time Pro Bowler, one-time All-Pro, one-time Super Bowl champion, and 172 and 114 win-loss record. Guaranteed Hall of Famer. Yeah, he's going yeah. straight in. A hundred and ten percent. First ballot. You think he's what do you think he ranks all time, if you had to say? I definitely 10? yeah, definitely a top ten. I, I would agree with that, yeah. He's one of the best out there. He had you know, he had a tough time in the NFC. There's a lot of good teams there while while he was playing, but it, at least he got one Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean he re really re energized, you know, New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina, so Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Really, one of the best quarterbacks where I'm probably like all three of us are probably gonna ever see. So yeah, he he. I mean, him, Brady, and Peyton Manning. You know, they're yeah. they're really the guys that headlined the last like twenty years. So That's and true. Big Ben, I'll throw Big Ben in there. Don't forget about. It. I'd rather have Aaron Rodgers in that storyline than Big Ben. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, you're right about that. Those four guys, those four or five guys. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, I agree. And then on March 14th, the Patriots agreed to trade offensive tackle Marcus Cannon to the Texans, along with swaps of the fourth, fifth, and sixth round picks. It was a cap space move. As well as Houston making another deal, trading Benardrick McKinney to Miami for defensive edge Shaq Lawson. So Texans been in the news lately, and they might be in it again soon with Deshaun Watson. Now... Watson has reiterated multiple times saying like, hey, I don't want to be here. And the Texans are still saying, no, you're, well, we're not going to trade you. 
So it'll be interesting to see how that all turns out. I definitely think that Watson's going to be out of there by the end of the offseason and with the new team and before he's going to make the playoffs with his new team if that happens. No doubt. I mean, Deshaun Watson really could tilt the favor in a lot of teams. You know, like as far as the Jets go, if he went to the Jets, I mean, they'd be, I think they'd be three, four wins better. That is insane. I mean, but- you look at the stats that Watson put up last season with like no offensive help, especially after Will Fuller got suspended for PD usage. And mm-hmm. is you, I mean, the stats that receiving core are just amazing. So it put him on a good team and he's going off. Like, give him a decent receiver, he's going off. And that's a problem right now, though, in the Jets. They don't have much. Well, they did just sign Corey Davis. Still. Hours I mean, I like know. literally two hours ago they signed him. I I love Corey Davis. I think he's gonna do good. Let's go Jets. <laughs> you think they're gonna keep Darnold? Or you think they're gonna go all in for Watson? I think the I think they're gonna end up with Watson. I think oh, Darnold's yeah. not gonna be in New York too much longer. I think he's gonna fit in pretty well with Houston, actually, Darnold. I don't I don't think that's a bad pairing. I mean, all. yeah, bad quarterback with a bad team. I mean that's a pretty good <laughs> pairing. <laughs> I don't think Darnold's that bad. Hey, man, you put anybody on the Jets with no weapons and Adam Gase as your coach, you know what I mean? Going up against Belichick twice a week, uh, twice a year. Like, don't get me wrong, Adam Gase was a terrible head coach, but, I mean, there have been times, like, you know, you had that whole ghost thing where he he looked like he was throwing to a ghost in the season. Yeah, (laughs) where he was just, like, throwing balls and going nowhere near the quarterback, nowhere near his receiver. He was mic'd up, too. He should have knew better not to say that. That's crazy. I'm seeing ghosts out there. That's good. <laughs> yeah. That whole situation is... The, the Jets are just a mess, dude. Deshaun might be able to change their fortune, though. I mean, they keep going out in free agency and trying to spend money. We saw that with CJ Mosley and Le'Veon Bell. And mm-hmm. Le'Veon's just not on the team anymore. Never play a running back, man. I don't care how good... I mean, maybe Derrick Henry... But look at the Packers. I don't even know if they're bringing back Aaron Jones, and he just had a career year. You know, they signed him. Oh, they brought few, him back? Yeah, it was a few days ago. Oh, okay. Still, though, running backs, I feel like I feel like every year in the draft, there's about 10 good running backs. You know what I mean? You really don't need to pay big money to a running back. That's just and how that, I feel. That's why I was very happy whenever the Steelers didn't pay James Conner. Because, you know, James yeah, Conner wasn't exactly yeah. the best for us. And then there's also so many great running backs in the upcoming draft. There's so many running backs, dude. That That's a position where you really don't need to pay a lot of money to. So I'm, try- I'm trying to find the exact contract that Aaron Jones got, but I can't find it right Probably now. Probably pretty big. Yeah. Had a really good year. It was a four-year, $48 million contract with a $13 million signing bonus. Wow. So, yeah, he got paid. He got paid money, yeah, no doubt. I just, I don't agree with that. He's really good. I agree with that, but, like, I don't know, man. Running backs are just, they get they'll hit be, every play. Yeah, they'll yeah. be being, he's being paid through his age 30 season now. No, man, no way. I would never do that. I would never do that. Maybe Derrick Henry. That's about, that's maybe the exception. Just because he's completely unstoppable. I mean, there's a few running backs I'd probably consider paying. Like, maybe if Christian McCaffrey didn't have all these injuries, I'd definitely go after him. Well, McCaffrey's more well-rounded. Yeah. I mean, he can play receiver. You know, he could do a lot of other stuff that those guys really can't do. Well, that's what everyone said about Le'Veon Bell as well. And then, Yeah, but he's got attitude issues. Christian McCaffrey's... A good guy, you know what I mean. Le'Veon Bell's got a little bit of like rebelliousness in him. Yeah, well, yeah. So running back, easily replaceable. Now, there's a few other things I want to point out, but you know, NFL free agency. You know, Juju Smith-Schuster likely to sign somewhere else, and everyone's freaking out about Mitchell Schwartz and Eric Fisher being released from the Chiefs. Like, hey, they just got Joe Tooney. Yeah, he's. I can tell you, he's he's a good guard. Everyone's looking at the Super Bowl and saying, you know. Mahomes, he's taken down. Why are they releasing these guys who didn't even play? Because of cap penalties, and Swartz has had multiple, you know, back injuries recently. Mm-hmm. And 
Fisher is just they can get better, younger for cheaper, and it helps clear exactly. up a whole lot of cap. I actually think they made the right decision on those two guys. They trust me. They they just won a Super Bowl the other year. They're gonna be back. They're gonna be good. They're, They're gonna not be a force to Bucks. reckon with. <laughs> They're not Nobody's the Eagles. They'll be back. <laughs> Nobody's beating the Bucks, though, man. I mean, they got Shaq Barrett back. They just got, they got everyone back. back. They're getting James White. Oh, well, I wouldn't oh, say man. that. I think they're getting James White, man. We're not bringing him back because Belichick thinks the same way as you and me on running backs. He just feels like he can get a new one every year. I think they're getting James White. Sonny Michelle as well. Yeah. I'm not the biggest Sonny Michelle fan. He's all right. I like Damian Harris a little bit better, but we got good running back depth, so we're definitely not bringing him back. No way. Hey, man, he's won. How many Super He's won three Super Bowls, James White, so he deserves to get paid now. I mean, yeah, but a lot of the NFL teams are looking at it the same way we do, like running backs replaceable. Yeah, they're really replaceable. I feel bad for him a little bit, like players, upcoming players, college players, running backs. Like They deserve to get a lot of money because their position's hard and they get hit a lot, but it's just, I don't know, there's just so many running backs out there every yeah. draft. I mean, just, just easily replaceable. You know, you got so many good running backs in this draft. Uh, Travis Etienne out of Clemson. And then you just got, like, you know, Najee Harris out of Alabama. Javante Williams out of North Carolina. Now, all these guys are going to be good. Kenny Gainwell out of Memphis. They're, these guys are going to be good. They'll be able to come in, step in, do exactly what they're doing and right running now. Back, yeah, running back's not like quarterback. You don't have to... You don't have to learn a system, really. Like, you have to learn, you know, it, it's very easily transferable from college to the NFL. So that's why running backs day one are valuable. Day one. like you, And that's why uh, a lot of teams replace veteran running backs with rookie running backs. They're very easily replaceable and interchangeable. Yeah, no, and you look at younger running backs, and, you know, generally speaking, they're going to be faster, more agile, more elusive. Exactly. You know, it's the same to say because, like, you know, Adrian Peterson's still in the league, but he's nowhere near where he was when he was with the Vikings. And no, everyone he's freaked got out. Miles on legs. Wait you know, everyone freaked out when the Vikings, you know, let him go. But Dalvin Cook is just a great example of a better, younger, more agile, elusive running back who just stepped in and stole the show. And, you know, Vikings fans exactly. are not missing AP anymore. Exactly. That's how it is with running backs. We're going to throw it back over to you with some basketball news. All right. Uh, NBA's, we just got past the All-Star break. Uh, we're coming up pretty fast on the trade deadline. So I'm just going to read off some of the uh, players that are being eyed by contenders, such as the Lakers, the Clippers, the Sixers, the Celtics, the Bucks, the Nets, as players that can boost their chances to win a title. Uh, P.J. Tucker. Uh, on the Rockets, he's a he's a proven veteran. Uh, he's a good defender. Any team he goes to, he's got a good chance to uh, boost their odds of winning a title. Um, you got guys like Ben McLemore, who's a shooter uh, from the Ro- from the uh, from the Rockets. You got John Collins on the Atlanta Hawks, who every day there's a new tr- trade rumor about him. Um, the most likely uh, fit for him is probably the Celtics just because the Celtics don't have a dominant big on their team. You got players like Jeremy Grant of the Detroit Pistons, who I'm um, reading right now the Sixers have uh, offered multiple first-round picks to acquire. Um, that's a little bit surprising to me, but he's another one of those guys that can come off the bench, give you 15 points, give you six rebounds, and just really add to your chances of getting through the any conference, the West or the East. Um, some people actually believe that uh, former New York Knicks star Chris Stapps Porzingis is also available. Um, right now he's playing for the Mavericks, but he hasn't had much success for the Mavericks as he's been injured uh, pretty much 75% of his career there. So there's a good chance he's on the trade market. Uh, the problem with him, though, is he's already a max contract player. And he's maxed out till 
2023. And honestly, uh, you really don't want to get a player who's in, uh, very easily injured on a long-term max contract deal. You just don't really usually want that. Um, hold on a second. Another. Oh, wow. I'm actually reading Lonzo Ball is also uh, on the believed to be on the trade blo uh, trading block. That's a huge piece, just because he's he's such a big point guard and he he can re he would be a great fit with the Lakers. Going back to the, to uh, the team that drafted him, he'd be a great fit for the Lakers. Now his brother isn't his brother a lot better than him? Lamelo Ball. Yeah. Well, uh, he's on the Hornets right now, and he's he's cooking up right now. He's playing really good, and he's actually got the Hornets in a six seed, which is not where a lot of people would have would have seen the Hornets uh, just a couple months ago. So yeah, Lamelo Ball is definitely better, but Lonzo Ball is only twenty three. He's got tons of upside. He's got good height. I just think the thing is with him is that he needs to develop a better outside shot because the guy cannot shoot. Uh, from the outside, and in the current NBA landscape, you have to be able to shoot threes, and that's that's really where the Lakers are struggling right now. They can't shoot threes, um, and you know that's that's a big problem. You have to be able to shoot threes. The two top teams in the NBA right now, the Utah Jazz and the uh, New York Nets, or the Brooklyn Nets, both of those teams are top five in, in, in three-point shooting and mid-range shooting. You have to be able to shoot in the current NBA. There's, there's just no way. It isn't like 90s or 80s basketball where you can just post somebody down and score. Uh, next, we're going to be looking at the uh, NBA power rankings. Right now, the number one spot belongs to the Utah Jazz, who are 28 and 10. Number two, we got the Brooklyn Nets, who are 26 and 13. And coming in, this is very surprising, at number three is the Phoenix Suns. We've had a fantastic year since getting Chris Paul. He's really helped out Devin Booker, big time. I don't think they're a contender, but they're definitely a team to watch out for. Uh, number four, we got the Philadelphia 76ers. I mean, not much to say about that. Joel Embiid's going off. Uh, Seven-foot monster that can shoot from three. He can post you up. He's a defense. I think he's a defensive player of the year this year, no doubt about that. Uh, number five, we got the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, that that's not much of a surprise. They're missing Anthony Davis right now and Marcus Hall, so they've been slipping in it. They've lost the last uh, four out of five. Uh, number six, we got the L.A. Clippers at 25 and 15. They're, they're a team, I don't think that's built for the regular season, but I really think come playoff time, they're going to make a, a push. Uh, number seven, we got the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, Gian, I'd say Giannis right now has a good chance of being uh, third-time MVP. Uh, he's averaging 33 points, 11 rebounds, and 11 assists. I'm just going to read off till 10. Uh, number eight, we got the Denver Nuggets. They've kind of struggled this year because Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic kind of aren't a great match, but they're still a dangerous team to watch out for. Um, number nine, we've got the Portland Trailblazers at 22-16. and 16. Um, They're obviously getting great uh, performances out of Damian Lillard and uh, C.J. McCollum, but what's really put them over the edge this year has been Carmelo Anthony's resurgence. Uh, averaging 21 points in the last month, which is phenomenal. Uh, number 10, we got the Dallas Mavericks at 20 and 17. They're a team that I think, I don't think they're going to make much noise in the playoffs. I think they're going to trade Porzingis. Um, yeah, and that's that's about it. You got a bunch of outliers like the Miami Heat, the Boston Celtics. These are teams that I don't think are contenders, but they're they can beat anybody any night. So that's all I have uh, today for uh, basketball news. So I'm going to go ahead and go back up to three and four real quick. So mm. it's very interesting how you said the number three seed isn't a contender that much as with the Phoenix Suns. And that's how it is in the regular season. That's really how it is. Um, and the reason I say that is because they don't have enough star power. And the NBA, the NBA is very different from the NHL or the NFL. 
you need two or three legitimate superstars to win. The Phoenix Suns maybe have one superstar in Devin Booker and then one aging superstar in Chris Paul. Besides that, they got a bunch of cogs. You can't win a title with cogs. That's how I feel about that. And the Sixers... And, oh, yeah, with the Sixers, mm. you failed to mention that MVP candidate Joel Embiid. You did talk about him a little bit, but he injured himself the other night and is out for two to three weeks with a bone bruise. Uh, he's actually he's actually uh, expected to return though in about a week, and they they only play one game this they only play two games this week, so it's not a huge loss for them, and they're they're sitting pretty good right now at twenty seven and twelve, so I'm not really worried about that. I think they're a contender, the Sixers. I just don't think they can beat the Nets. I don't think anybody can beat the Nets. Uh, that's an er- early uh, finals prediction. I think Nets Lakers. I think the Nets win. They have too much firepower. Well, I mean, the Nets are really hard to see anyone beating right now. Like anyone they beating them. I mean, they got. They also just yeah. added another All Star in Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin. Yep, they just added Blake Griffin. He's he's a guy that isn't he isn't the same Blake Griffin that we've seen in the past. He's now going to be more of a six man off the bench. He's going to be your first guy off your bench, and that's scary for a lot of teams. You got K Day, you got Kyrie, and you got James Harden all starting. And then you got guys like Joe Harris and Blake Griffin off the bench. They're a dangerous team, dude. There's, in my opinion, unless they have locker room drama, which can come with K- uh, KD and Kyrie, there's no way that they're losing this year. I just don't see it. They're coming out of the East, and I think they're going to win the finals. All right, you heard it, you heard it here first. The Brooklyn Nets are going to be your NBA champions this season. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. You guys object. I mean, just let me know. It's just I, I no, just don't that see it. That sounds fair to me. That sounds I think fair we're to going me. Going on to hockey news now. All right, yeah, I'll, I'll jump in here with some hockey news. So, how about Tom Wilson getting suspended for seven games for his hit on Brandon Carlo of the Boston Bruins? I know that you're a Bruins fan, Sean. How do you feel about that? I mean, it was a dirty hit. There's no doubt about it, but. At the end of the day, we've had our share of dirty hits uh, before in the past, and I just look at it as a guy kind of losing his temper and making a bad decision. But Tom Wilson did deserve to get suspended. He's done stuff like this in the past. Yeah, Um, he's been suspended four other times. He's a repeat offender. Yeah. So if it was a first-time guy, I don't think I would have asked for a suspension, but he's a repeat. He's kind of like a Brad Marchand. He's a repeat offender. No, I absolutely agree. I think Tom Wilson definitely deserved the game suspension. I saw reports that a uh, seven-game suspension in this uh, condensed season is like a 10 to 11-game suspension in a normal NHL season. So that was kind of interesting. But he's a repeat offender, like you said. I think it's honestly something that he deserves. Uh, Blues signed their goalie, Jordan Bennington, to a six-year, $36 million contract extension. So, I mean, obviously he's doing something right. He's, he's a good goalie. He's looking good this Stanley year. Stanley Cup champion, man. I should know. Exactly. He yes, he did. He sure did. So, obviously, he's still looking pretty good, and they want to keep him. So, they said, here's another $36 million for six years. Keep playing with us. Wow. So, obviously, uh, his new deal includes trade protection throughout the life of the deal. And a full no trade clause for the first three years, so he's looks like he's staying in uh, St. Louis for a little bit here, but obviously huge for him, really great. Once you get a good goalie, you want to keep him too. I mean, exactly. look the, the Penguins, the Penguins gave up Flurry during uh, Las Vegas's uh, expansion. And they struggled with a goaltender since Murray was doing all right with them. Jari is doing all right right now. Um, tonight. You guys had a good goalie tonight. I was going to say four saves tonight. No, tonight he did great. Beginning of the season, it was a different story. He had to find his mojo a little bit. Luckily, Casey DeSmith is always a good backup for the Penguins. Uh, Casey played on Saturday for the Penguins and did a phenomenal job. He hadn't played for a few games. They threw him in. My guess is Casey may play tomorrow. I don't know if they'll they'll start Jari again after his performance tonight. Now, obviously, he's he's on fire right now. We'll jump right into that that game tonight. 
Penguins Bruins Penguins won four, one four to two. <laughs> or four two. Uh, it was four or two. Four one. Four one. Yeah, four, four one. one. Four, I thought it was four one. Yeah. Yeah, it was four one. And you want me to go into it? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> um hey man. Listen. A lot of penalties. Halak gave up some early goals. So a questionable goal. The first goal was questionable. There's no doubt about that. I mean, we're struggling right now, man. We can't score five on five. Um, it's the same problem we've had for the last three years. The Penguins are, are a good team. I mean, there's no doubt about that. I mean, uh, you know, we really struggle against teams that are veteran teams like the Penguins. So That's fair. You know, it, it is what it is. Yeah, and the Penguins, they're, they're on a win streak right now, you know, and they've got some players who weren't doing that great in the beginning of this, uh, beginning of this season. Happening. Who are on fire right now. Kapanen. Kapanen was late to the game. He had some issues getting over with COVID restrictions, coming back to the States. And then when he got back to the States, he obviously had to quarantine for two weeks, do all that fun stuff. And then they started Kapanen on the fourth line for a while, and then he made it his way up to the third. And, you know, all the Penguin fans are like, what are you doing? Come on, let's get him up there. Like, we, we traded for him. We, we acquired him. Let's do it. And uh, obviously now he's on the second line. He's on Malkin's line, and they are killing it. Um, Malkin actually said in an interview the other day, Someone asked, like, how's the communication between you two? Obviously, it seems like you found something out. And Malkin said, I don't know. He speaks fin- Finnish. I don't know what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, if you if you know Malkin, obviously, he's got that that humor to him. He kind of always takes uh, interviews that way. But just absolutely killing it tonight. Uh, he scored his 1,100th NHL point tonight against the Bruins during the second period. He is the third Penguin to do it, I believe. The only other two are Mario Lemieux and Sidney Crosby. So looking great for Malkin right now, but Malkin and Captain have this chemistry going on. And as much as I love Jason Zucker, I was really happy whenever the Penguins acquired him and uh, wasn't too sad to see um, Galchenia go because he wasn't doing too much for the Pens, especially getting him in the Kessel trade. It was like, all right, come on. But... uh, I mean, they're just looking good right now. They weren't looking too good. Um, you know, hey, you guys are the opposite of us. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Guys, we were looking great. We were at the top of the division for a while, and then, you know, we've, I think we've lost seven of our last ten. I think you guys have won, you know, eight or nine of your last ten. So. Yeah, we're doing real good. We're definitely doing really, really good right now. Happy to see it. I feel, I feel like not only have Malkin and, uh, and, uh, Captain and gotten their their mojo gone, but same thing with Gensel and Crosby. It was a little bit at the beginning, and they're they having some difficulties. And Brian Rest kind of stopped, stepped in and was doing really good things with them. Uh, but now they've seemed to, you know, got it. It seems like almost every game there's a Gensel goal with a Crosby assist or a Crosby goal with a Gensel assist. Or, you know, they're tonight they both scored. I know Gensel's was an empty netter, but, you know, a goal is a goal. So obviously it's looking okay. great. And, you know, I'm, I mean, as a Penguins fan, I'm obviously biased, but I'm really excited. Um, my fiance is a Devils fan, and they've got three games this week against the Devils, finally. As much as we wish we were going in person, I'm working all weekend, so we weren't able to go. But uh, also tickets are crazy expensive right now. But uh, exactly, we're hoping open. to be able to go out to Pittsburgh in April and see a Penguins-Devils game, as long as things are looking a little bit good. As long as we stay on this decrease with COVID and we can do so safely. I know that I don't know too much about PBG. I will say there was a lot of pictures posted of fans in the stands without masks and PBG arena did get a lot of pushback after the first game. Seems like they've enforced a little bit more. I can say that um, that uh, Prudential Center, where the Devils play, really enforcing it. I have a friend who went to a game and he wore a gator as his mask. And they came up to him and said, oh, you can't. They let him in. Let him in and everything, which blows my mind. And then the first period approached him and said, you can't be, wear that. You have to wear a mask. <laughs> and they gave him a disposable mask. And he was like, okay. And he was wearing it. And the rule is, is you have to wear your mask in the stands. But if you have food or beverage, you can take your mask down to, to eat or consume your beverage. And then put your mask back up. So he took his mask down to drink his beer, put it back up. And they actually kicked him out of the game. They were like, we've already given you a warning. You're out. And they gave him a disorderly conduct and banned him from Prudential Center. <laughs> That's just not how that should work. He was so yeah. confused. He was like, and he's a police officer. So, you know, of course, he's like, I don't know what's going on. Flashed his badge. He's like, 
what's going on guys and they're like now you're you're gone so he's appealing it obviously but i was like that's insane like because he, he sent me the picture of the letter and i was like what the hell did you do man like come on like you couldn't handle a game against the islanders like, <laughs> like well, i mean did you think the devils were gonna win because they have not been looking good devils, hey they beat they, us they beat us I that's mean, concerning I, they're three and oh, they're three and oh against us, man. That's it's insane. The only team we can beat right now is the Flyers. We're five and oh against them. That's funny. We can't beat anybody else. That's so we can't funny. Can't beat anybody. I mean, and it's hurt it, me, man. I got a I got a Bruins breaking news. I got a Bruins tattoo, man. It's killing me. It's killing me inside. Even, I mean, you can get it covered up if you need to. <laughs> Nobody knows what it is, really. It's the it's the retro symbol. It's the meth oh, okay. bear. I was yeah, gonna say it's the bear. Like, yeah. Yeah, nobody know nobody knows it. Nobody <laughs> not that many people mess with hockey anyway, so That's I'm trying true. to save there. That's very but, true. Uh, yeah, man, the penguins are looking good. Hey, not I, mad about see, it. See, I don't dislike I really don't dislike any teams in the NHL besides maybe the Maple Leafs and the Blues. That's fair. You know what I mean? The Blues I mean, I don't know if you watch that cup, but I, uh, mean, I, I was actually in Canada watching that cup. Yeah. They're just a I don't know, man. I think that's how people feel about the Bruins, the same way I feel about the Blues. I will say, um, there's a company that I work with. They're a Canadian-based company at work, and I was on a Zoom call with them. And obviously, they're all big hockey fans there in Canada. I was talking with them about hockey, and I told them I was a Penguins fan. They said, oh, thank God you're not a Bruins fan. I was like, really? (laughs) And they're like, yeah, we hate the Bruins. They hate the Bruins, man. I was like, wow. It isn't. It isn't uh, uncommon, man. Everybody hates Boston teams. It isn't that's just true, the Bruins. Everybody hates the Patriots. Everybody hates the Red Sox. And you know what? Everybody hates the Celtics too. So it's it's not just the Bruins. That's true. The Bruins are exclusive in that. Boston sports and Philly sports. I feel like just get not. But but Philly Philly. I don't think people Philly's hate Philly more the fans. People don't hate Philly as much because they don't win as much. That's true. And, People just dislike the fans. I like Philly. to rub this in. If there's any Philly listeners, Boston four teams combined thirty nine titles. Philly seven titles. I like to rub <laughs> that in. I like to rub that in to all Philly fans out there. Thirty nine hey, titles: hockey, baseball, basketball, football. Philly seven titles. <laughs> Pathetic. Now the Eagles won the Super Bowl. They're still holding on to that one. That's all they got, man. I know. Uh, the Islanders possibly looking at Taylor Hall. So Taylor Hall, obviously former devil. Uh, he was traded. Geez, who did he get traded to? He got traded to Arizona. He was playing with Kessel. Yeah. And, uh, it was funny cause my fiance and I were like, oh, maybe we'll start watching, uh, Arizona games. Cause they're, you know, both players that we liked. They had Kessel, um, and, and Taylor Hall. She's obviously a Hall fan. And so we, we kind of started to look, all right, they're not bad. And then Arizona said, yeah, we don't want Hall anymore. And uh, obviously, Sabres signed him. And the Sabres, Penguins actually just uh, played the Sabres, beat them. And uh, they just aren't looking great. And so now it looks like the Islanders are possibly looking to get Taylor Hall. I'm just like, and it's funny because Taylor Hall said something along the lines of like, if he's going to a team, he's going to go to a team that he can win a cup with. And then he signed with the Sabres. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, did you forget what you said? For sure. Uh, but it's looking like they're trying to acquire before the trade deadline this year, which is coming up here at the end of March, I believe, maybe April. Don't know the exact date. Um, he's not doing good this year, though. Uh, only two goals and 16 points. He's a very skilled winger, I will say that, but he just isn't looking he's, good. He's a little overrated. Um, I agree. Besides that one heart year he had where he had like 94 points, he's kind of had a, a, a meet decent career you know what i mean i mean i'm not gonna say he's no mcdavid he's no he's no posternock he's no uh i hate saying this but he's no austin matthews he's none of those guys he's in the same draft category as those guys but he's just not the same talent no for sure i absolutely agree but it's just funny seeing how bad he's doing this year and the the islanders looking to acquire him because the islanders weren't doing too too uh bad for a while um oh man Oof. But they're uh, good, man. They're winning that division. Uh, n- sorry to say that. I know you like the Penguins, but they're winning I that know. division, man. I think I really early cup prediction, man. I really think 
I really think the Islanders are getting there, man, this year. I really yeah, do. It's either going to be their year. It's either going to be them and the Lightning. You see in the Lightning? I mean, they're yeah, just, they've been great. Yeah, they're good the same de- team defense. as last year. Yeah, forget it. <laughs> no, absolutely. Great defense, obviously. Goaltenders where he needs to be. They're looking Best really good, too. Yep, I've got I've got him on my fantasy team. I've got uh, a few others from their defense on my fantasy team. They're just doing great, and that's you know a lot of teams will will struggle with defense. The Lightning are not. Um, it's interesting to see how uh, with the new divisions how things will play out. Um, the NHL said they are not doing the new divisions. As soon as they can get rid of them, they will. I'm glad. Um, Thank yeah. God. Thank God. So we, they play, said, we play the Capitals every day. We play the Penguins. We play yep. the fuck Islanders. I'm yep. I, I'm sick of it. I need I need those Red Wing games, man. No, absolutely. I, the- I definitely miss seeing <laughs> some of the some of the other games playing in the, the other coast and some of the Canadian teams. Obviously, I think obviously, exactly. big in Canada, they're probably really excited that all the Canadian teams are playing each other and all of that. But. Uh, the NHL came out and they said, yeah, no, as soon as we can get back to normal, we're going to go back to our normal divisions. So it looks like the Metro division will return and all the other divisions. But it was definitely interesting to hear the NHL's take on this because I know there are some fans who really enjoy it. I think they're crazy. I, I'm not a big fan. I mean, no, these our divisions horrible, dude. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's too good. The teams are too good. Exactly. We have, we have one real bad team and that's the Sabres. Yep. Besides that, the Rangers can beat you. The Devil, the Devils aren't good, but they, they're not as bad as you know. We need a Red Wing team. We yeah. need the Red Wings in our division. Oh yep. no, I'm looking at a, a little hockey news tab right here, and the last little piece of news in here says, "And the New Jersey Devils still suck." So I don't know where you're, I think that's still true. Hey man, I, hey, the recently games I watched, stopped. they're beating us. So. <laughs> <laughs> The, the games was, I'm was, watching, they're beating us. It was the game on Sunday. I uh, was watching it. You know, my fiance's a Devils fan, so we're watching it. And uh, who were they, they playing? To, who did they play? I can't remember off the top of my head. Jeez, uh, was it the Islanders? It might have been probably the least. Islanders. Yeah. Hold on, I'll get up real quick because I'm I have the. It was the. Do, 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 no. It was. It was the Islanders. The, yeah. Yeah. So they're playing the Islanders, and uh, obviously Islanders are looking good. And, you know, they were playing Saturday. There was tied most of the game. Islanders got ahead, beat them. Uh, Sunday's game, they're playing. They go into overtime tied. And uh, Subban had this beautiful goal. And everyone's like, yep, Devils won it. They're, they're breaking their streak. It's going to be great. And <laughs> they, they uh, called a review on the play, and they called an offsides on one of the other players saying that whenever he, uh, the puck came in, that he was over the blue line. And they, I hate they, those calls. But, and it, it was really bad because you look at the, it's all blurry. They're trying to show the different angles and his skate. You can't tell if it's over the blue line or not. Like you can't tell if he's fully over it because the new rule is they, as long as you have a skate on the blue line, you're good. Um, exactly. And it looks like that skates on the blue line. And they sat there for like, seven minutes and rewatched and rewatched and they came out and they said yeah he's offsides no goal ended up going through the overtime period and they go into shootouts and lost it in shootouts and i was just like you've got to be kidding me like i mean i really think that that could have been game changing obviously the devils would have won but i think it would have been good for the devils because i think that they would have been able to get a little bit of their their enthusiasm back i think they're in a rut right now you you said your fiance is a devil's fan she is Okay, yeah, you could just tell her, man. Just keep playing the Bruins, man. They'll beat <laughs> us every time. I don't know what it is. They beat us every time we play them. That's so funny. Cannot beat them. It's crazy. That is so literally fun. insane. They come out flying against it. They come out looking like the lightning against us. It's crazy. <laughs> well, I'm definitely interested to see. I mean, the Devils were doing real good, and then they were delayed by two weeks. All their games got rearranged COVID. because yeah. of COVID. Um, like half their team was on the COVID protocol. They all quarantined and it seemed like that break really screwed them a little bit. And it actually, because the penguins are supposed to play them when they had that break, it screwed the penguins a little bit. Um, luckily they were only out for, I think three games and then they kind of got back to it and figured it back out, but it kind of screwed the penguins a little bit too. But now, uh, penguins and devils will finally face off on Thursday, March 18th. So I am for one, very excited to be able to, 
watch. I mean, we're upset we're not going to be at the game, but we're definitely excited to, to be able to to watch the game. And we had we still have tickets. Obviously, the game was canceled, but we were supposed to go March 30th last year. We were supposed to go to PPG for a Penguins Devils game. We go ever go always go one year when we were living in New Jersey. Uh, obviously, we'd go to Prudential Center and we'd always go for at least I've one or two there. games a year. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's not a bad, not a bad. No, no bad it's in a bad location. That's yeah. that's all yeah. I say. It's, <laughs> you gotta it's be in careful Newark, you know what I mean? yeah. yeah, you definitely have to be careful getting to uh, the Prudential Center. But once you're there, you're good. Uh, not a then, bad stadium at all. We lost no. that game as well. I went to that and it was the Bruins <laughs> Devils. We lost. We can't beat the Devils, man. I'm telling you, they got a hex on us. Cannot beat them. That's funny. But we're definitely excited to be able to see them again. Um, but hopefully in April, I'm hoping things will look a little bit better. Maybe we'll be able to get the vaccine. Who knows? I just want to go to a hockey game so bad. But I mean, I don't care. I'll sit there. I'll wear the mask and be, you know, I'd love to be six feet apart from other people during the game. That's the best part of this. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want anyone in my, in my personal space. I love that. And but, they, they and I don't have. When's the last time you were at the Prudential uh, Center? I moved out to Ohio in 2019, so it would have been uh, probably. I think it was March 2019. Okay, yeah. If you've been there, like in the last three years, the seats, like they, they um, they optimize the seats so that more people can fit. Yeah. The seats are so tiny there, and you're yep. so close to the person you're next to. Like yeah. you're almost breathing on them. Like it's crazy. It was it's, like it's, that. It's like that at um, Nationwide Arena where the Blue Jackets play. We went last year preseason game. We got tickets for pretty pretty cheap for um, my birthday Penguins Blue Jackets, and it was uh, our first time at a, at a Blue Jackets game. We were not prepared for the cannon that goes off whenever the Blue Jackets score. Oh yeah, um, that's like, it was. There was pretty empty, tiny seats though, and. Uh, all i mean we were up in the nosebleeds we got cheap tickets we're like you know let's just go and check it out and uh they they the blue jacket scored and they start shooting that cannon and the whole the whole thing just vibrates and it's like what is going on crazy (laughs) it's like a bomb's going off exactly but i will say we really enjoyed ppg we were excited to go back um we actually went to a blue jackets penguins game at ppg as well um it was like two weeks after we got tickets for that one and I remember the Penguins beat the Blue Jackets seven to two. It was a great game uh, <laughs> for me, at least. and uh, it was just overall a really good time. And we were really excited to go back in March for the Devils game. We got the tickets, and obviously it was right about two weeks before that all the NHL paused for COVID. So it's been over a year since we've been able to go to a hockey game. We're itching to go, but obviously we want to do it safely. So really excited to see people back in the stands though. I'm hoping that they can, you know, keep it up and that we don't see an increase in all these things and uh, people are able to do things safely and we can hopefully start getting that herd immunity that we're looking for and start getting back to normal. Yeah, definitely. No doubt. That's all I've got for hockey news. All right. So before we do start the racing news, now I know we already did, spend a lot of time on the NFL, but it is still day one of free agency and we're still getting a lot of big news coming in. So just in between that time we were talking, we had the Vikings sign defensive tackle Dalvin Tomlinson. And then the Washington football team had signed quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick. So just a little quick update on that free agency front. Now we are going to hop into racing about Connor our friend who left for the Marines, he always covered WRC. And I, I did my hardest to try and find some WRC news for just for his honor. But unfortunately, it does look like they are still in between rallies. So I have nothing on WRC. But to hop into some NASCAR, we did have a race at Phoenix on Sunday. Now, Joey Logano and the other Penske drivers were up front for some of that race. But in the end, it really came down to Martin Truex Jr., Winning, getting his first career win at Phoenix and his 28th overall. There were 8,400 fans in attendance, so not full capacity just yet. Now, the interesting thing with Truex is that after the race, he did say he had some new big news coming up, and there is some speculation that he will be retiring at the end of the season. Oh, well. 
So, Martin Truex Jr. winning, then it may be retiring. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. That is all I have for racing. That is going to be our final racing segment until Connor comes back. We are going to be having my friend Liam come on the podcast, and he is going to help us out with some esports to help fill that last little void that we have starting the next episode. You know what that means. What does that mean? That means a new logo, Travis. It does mean a new logo. That is correct. This is hey going to be our I'll final. I'll make my guy Tanner for you. I'll make Tanner. <laughs> yeah, you're for very you. pale. I was like, damn. I, I'm not that pale in real life. People have been telling no. me. Like, so, every... yeah, go ahead, Travis. When I was making this logo, I put in I put it into like a background remover just to get the bitmoji, <laughs> and Sean's half of his bitmoji was just gone. I had to manually fill in like the pieces of weight that were just gone. <laughs> hey man everybody i i give uh, like when i give them my snapchat they're like dude you're not this white this doesn't even look anything like you i'd be like oh, no. that's what i think i look like man I, I guess i don't have a very high opinion of myself <laughs> hey you're tanner than you think there you go i'll take that i'll take it awesome well travis does that do it for this week that is gonna be it for this week i Thank you, Fred, for tuning in, and we will see you next time on Wooden Ball Nation.